Hi guys. Um, thank you for tuning into that sick. This is episode eleven. Uh, I'm your host this week. Uh, this is JB, and I'm Justine. I'm Heather. Hi. 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 I don't know what we're gonna talk about this week. I don't think you guys do either. Nope. That would nope. be weird if you did. Well, we but do. um, Heather and Justine do. Yeah. Okay. Good. We colluded. But I guess before we get into all of that. Do you guys have any good sick stuff that happened to you this week? What's your what's the sickest thing that happened to you? No, we start about the bad sick. That is accurate. Yeah, bad sick. Yeah, we like to end on a good note. Um, I saw a pretty gross Pinterest post today. Yeah. About- Some coworkers and I were brainstorming fun things to do for Halloween because that's what we do in our downtime. And it's and about that time of year. Yeah, it's actually it's getting really getting close. close. It's like what a little over two months away yeah i just 60 days i, I just bought oh I yeah bought oh yeah i know bat skeletons at the dollar store yeah there's some spooky accoutrement around the room yeah already yeah um do you have your costume planned i'm always a witch now oh, always that's easy. yeah i love being a witch it's just why feels, be anything else why be anything else it just feels so right mm. it feels you? so right no i don't really i don't really like to do halloween costumes unless Heather forces me. Yeah, be yeah, a witch. Wear every a fucking year. witch hat. So every year I might be I have sexy Baphomet. What? Oh yeah. <laughs> I told you about my my idea to be sexy Baphomet. <laughs> you did. You did. It's gonna be great. You really are gonna do it this year. Or I'll probably just cop out and be a witch because I already have witch stuff. Yeah, be sexy Baphomet though. Because what you do is make some horns and some toddies, like make some teats, some fake. Teats. I already have toddies. You can well, make. You, know, you, you have to have like six teats. That's true. That go down. You can I mean, make paper mache horns. That would be a good project. It would. For all of you guys out there that don't know who Baphomet is, who's Baphomet? I don't know exactly what Baphomet's role is. I know the aesthetic of Baphomet. Okay. Do you know the lore? Uh, Baphomet is a pagan god of some kind. And uh, he is, uh, he, he looks like a is goat. Is he a he? But he has, or Baphomet has aspects of both genders. Oh, re- oh yeah, you're right. Um, so it's a them. Yeah, they they are they, them. Sorry, not it. They are them, uh, I suppose. And uh, Baphomet is looks like the devil, or is sometimes like, a stand-in for the devil, but it's not really the devil. Yeah. So I guess I didn't know a whole lot more about the Baphomet lore other than it's a titted, like I think beast. maybe you should do some research if you want to have a, a an accurate Baphomet. <laughs> costume do you want to have a accurate costume or are you just kind of like going with the flair well no i suppose if i were going to dress up at this as my costume i would get some research done so i don't look like a fool out in public how dare you look like a fool it'll be like the time when i was in ninth grade and i had a rage against the machine t-shirt uh, and some nerd in my class asked me to name three rage against the machine songs. fuck that guy already and i totally couldn't because i only knew bulls on parade bulls on parade i just thought the shirt was cool because i had nuns with guns on it <laughs> what about rambly around your family with a pocket full of shells that's bulls on parade i think oh shit okay so <laughs> what's the other one? Oh yeah um fuck you i won't do what you tell me wait fuck you i won't do what which you tell which me. one is a some of us who work forces are the same ones that yeah process? that's fuck you you won't do okay. what you tell me yeah, yeah i don't know shit about rage but against i don't know the machine that- either 
Some of those who work forces are the same who burn crosses. Yeah, you can I, like I was, rage. I was I'm not into rage. I was not cool in high school. Uh, <laughs> but I don't want to get called a poser again. I don't oh, want some no. nerd to call me a poser. Okay, so some, yeah, like, you're gonna re- do your research then yeah. to Baphomet. Or I'll be a witch. I I know my witch shit. But Baphomet's like kind of like Pan, like um a hoofed uh pagan god. You know, and uh, you'll see him on the devil card of mm-hmm. of the tarot deck, of the yes. Rider Waite tarot deck, your classic tarot deck. So anyway, back <laughs> to the gross thing. I know I, I enjoyed I enjoyed that digression. Thank you. But yes, I guess let's get back. But yeah. yeah. So anyway, so one of my one of the girls I work with, she found uh, she was on Pinterest and she found a um, it was some sort of a Halloween treat, a uh-huh. themed Halloween treat. And, and I'm not 100% sure what it was made out of. I'm assuming it involved marshmallows and maybe caramel, but it was basically um, candy Q-tips with earwax that sounds, on them. Uh, I <laughs> you guys don't just eat your Q-tips when you're done using them? Ah! Uh, fuck you! Yeah. Ew! That's I gross! Saw, so I actually... I don't do that. <laughs> So I have I have the link. So if we remember, I, I'm sure that we never we always say we're going to throw stuff up on the Insta. And then when the episode actually posts, we probably aren't. Because no, no. OK. Are you keeping track of this? Because I'm not. As long <laughs> as you. OK. As long as you make a note of the um, link now and like put it in the thing, I will put it on the Insta when it airs. OK. I'll try to remember that. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. So uh, I do. I do have that image. And it, it is truly disturbing. And I don't know why anyone would would make that i would not eat it and you know i like your wax extraction videos, oh my god but i'm a big fan of cleaning my ears it feels so satisfying but i don't want to think about it in like eating food candy terms like i kind of want to puke it looks disgusting um so we all we all had a good laugh about that one we won't be doing that justine what that's sick it is <laughs> sorry thank you that's sick does good any- job thanks does anyone else do you have one um, very minor, just on the walking trail that I go on most days, there's been this dead mouse in the exact same spot <laughs> Ew, what? and it's only getting more and more covered in flies every day. And How come an animal has not yeah. eaten it? I don't know why, but this mouse is just, it's just there. Maybe and it's too rotten now and it's just, it has to be overtaken by the earth. Poor boy. It was still there this Our morning. Girl. It's just like gravel right in that spot so maybe that's why it hasn't got absorbed maybe you should get a trowel and bury it i i do consider doing something that i'm like no that's a half decayed mouse i don't i don't want to touch there's that. there's no that's not that's not your job one time it's not but i do keep looking at it every single day and i'm like wonder if that dead mouse is still well, here and especially it always is it could have diseases you definitely don't want dead to touch mice that. are sick yeah one time when i my uh old job i worked in this office and there was uh a strange smell behind my mind desk behind and uh it was there for like a day and then i was like what is that smell and then i finally went to like go investigate and like wrapped up in this it was just like a piece of cloth we had we, it was like a company that made a bunch of products and so we always had product samples like all over and like so there was like these bathrobes and shit all over the place all the time because that was one of the things we made and so like there's a bathrobe on the floor and then like in there was a dead mouse and it oh. literally smelled like the worst like pit toilet you've ever smelled oh. Oh. It didn't smell like a dead body smell, like a human hmm. body. It smelled like a toilet. It was fucking sick AF. And so, yeah, dead mice. Ugh. This one doesn't smell. It's well aerated. Yeah, I'm glad it's outside because inside. Uh... But I can't like I'm surprised like 
you'd think at least someone's dog that gets walked there would have like always covered in it. flies. Ew. Ew. Well, doggos. Doggos do have not. Yeah, those hmm. doggos don't eat the mice, but they'll sure take a bite out of me. Ugh, true. I don't have anything sicker than that this week. So, Yins, guys, that was good job. Thanks. You're good welcome. Job. All right. Shall we, shall we get into it? Let's get into it. What do you guys want to talk about this week? You guys can't gross me out. I don't believe no, in you. No, we're scaling back from last week. Because yeah, it was week rough. Was Last week was really traumatizing for all Dude. of us. I haven't even so I haven't even gotten around to editing that episode yet. And I'm I'm a little concerned. Anyway, do you want to reveal or should I? Um, I don't care. Is it, do you want to? I don't care. I think you should. It was your idea. Okay. Um, it has to do with one of my favorite subjects, which is death. Death. I love to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's basically kind of like an over the overarching theme is death. It, it was a broad theme this week. Yeah, yeah. we will. Co- death. We'll, we will cover death in many different ways. Yes. So I know um, death is not always uh, so sick as it like kind of spooky. Yeah. So I again, like because last week was so rough. um, we kind of went in a more sick and an interesting way. I mean, it's still like a little bit gross, but it's not. We're we're de- we're not traumatizing you this week. We're definitely not grossing you out, but it's gonna be super cool. I definitely had some friends that I talked to at work that were like, um, "I started listening to your podcast, and then I heard you say something about like bugs going in people's ears," and I was like, "Boop!" and turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> that like, that tracks. Yeah, that's I fair. Knew, I knew that would happen. <laughs> it's not for everyone. It's not. And that's okay. I appreciate that they tried. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. You we know, do appreciate the effort so much for real. From what honestly. I can from what I can tell, I think we, we have approximately 20 people in our lives that are listening to us. So Just hey, on a regular basis, there's 20 more than I ever would have thought. Every single of. one of you. Thank I know. you again. Kisses. Love you. Okay, so let me get into my subject before, yeah, because you've already listened to so much banter. I know it's like, you know, let's get into the meat. Let's sink my teeth in. Into the death meat. So yeah, the death meat. So my subject is something that's like I've always been interested in since I went to college and learned about it, and it's uh, Memento Mori. Oh, you do love this. Yeah, you know about it, JB. Do you I, know what it is, Justine? A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so Memento Mori, it's a Latin phrase that means quote remember that you will die it's basically Ugh. yeah no no i will not remember it no remember never forget it. <sighs> remember it so it's meant to remind you to like you know live it up because your time here on earth is you know it has an expiration date obviously no it doesn't hard truths guys hard truths i'm gonna become a vampire so fuck you all right <laughs> all right um okay so it's especially interesting to me because like i'm an art nerd you know, I love art. I'm an artiste-like dork. Uh, Memento Mori, Mori is largely an art movement, and it consists of imagery such as, like, skulls, skeletons, dead animals, dying plants, angel wings, clocks. So um, so why is this sick? You know, people don't like thinking about death. Some people think death is sick. Is Death Death is obviously makes yin's guys a little uncomfy. Yeah, it's a little, like, squicky. Squicky. Sure. I'm comfortable with knowing that I will have the sweet release yeah. after I'm done being a vampire for a while. Um, <laughs> well, 
okay so we're all gonna get comfy with it guys okay it's so happening i'm gonna try through my thing my goal is to try and make you guys and my listeners a little bit more like maybe think about this philosophically and get a little bit more comfy for death because that's what memento mori is all about get comfy remember, for death remember you will die get comfy with it okay so um in general, like I like getting older, but you know, obviously, the only thing we don't like getting old about getting older is is dying. You know, like that's not true. There's also turkey neck. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yes. Okay, we didn't record it, but before we talk, before we recorded this, we were talking about like what we would get done plastic surgery wise, and I would get if you know once it's inevitable the turkey neck's gonna happen. We were surprisingly okay as a group with getting plastic surgery. Whatever, it's the nineties, okay? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's the nineties. Yeah, it's the ni- it's the nineties. Whatever, let's get plastic surgery. Sure it's the nineties. Get with it, man. Like it's fine. But Are like, you even listening to me? I already. It's, it's <laughs> two thousand nineteen, my friend. <laughs> Thanks for ruining my joke. Uh, it was a joke. Sorry. I it don't was a joke. Okay, sorry, my god. She likes absurdist humor. Yeah, that was a little over my head. Anyways, okay, so back to Memento Mori. By the way, we're all going to get our turkey necks. Yeah, we're going to get that shit fixed. It's cool. I'm we're getting Botox. Get it. It's fine. Botox, oh, turkey necks, oh. gone. All right. Forever um, young. So, like, death is a part of life. And if we embrace that, we might not fear death as much as, you know, we might not fear death as much and uh, be able to cope with it better. Um, both, you know, our loved ones' deaths and our own inevitable deaths, you know? It's, I mean, I believe you. Okay. So in early antiquity, Plato, the famous Plato, recounts the death of uh, Socrates. And from, the, from in- the closet empire? <laughs> Plato's cl- Plato, Plato of well, the yeah, closet What does empire. that even mean, Plato's closet? I don't what know. What is that? Why? I don't know. I didn't know if Plato had a closet in antiquity. I don't, and I also don't know. I don't know if this is like a national chain or a local chain. Plato's closet is like a Buffalo exchange, but like a subpar Buffalo exchange. They, yeah, they give you like three cents for your old clothes. I uh, yeah, I don't recommend it. Whatever, anyway. just give them the just give them the fucking goodwill or whatever. Anyway, any hooters. Um, so Plato recounts the death of Socrates, and therein lies about the theory that. Uh, the philosophy of the Memento Mori should be about nothing else but dying in the dead. Um, it is, you know, the Memento Mori like idea is a favorite of the Stoics, you know, in general. Uh, back in this time, people embraced the uh, oh, oh, my God. So much Latin I was looking at when I was seeing this. OK, so this Latin phrase probably not pronouncing great. Nink es bebindum, which means now is the time to drink. Like that is the basically in my research, this is so cool. I figured out like there is two theories behind Memento Mori. There's the kind of party version, the carpe diem version of like now's the time to drink. Now's the time to fucking live it up, bitch. You know, because we might die someday. We will die someday. Not might. We will. Inevitable. Um, And the other, which I'm going to get to in a bit, is the Christian version, which is like decidedly not as fun. Of course. (laughs) so um memento mori the idea like the basically the the philosophy behind it it shows up in a lot of different cultures it shows up in buddhism the practices referred to as maras hold on marasanadi um and it meditates on death and then there's the japanese samurai the way of the samurai is you know morning after morning okay the quote this is a quote sorry Quote, the way of the samurai is, morning after morning, the practice of death, considering whether it will be here or be there, 
imagining the most slightly way of dying and putting one's mind firmly in death. Although this may be a most difficult thing, if one will do it, it can be done. There is nothing that one should suppose cannot be done. So, like, yeah, pretty, I don't know, that's pretty metal. Like, that's pretty <laughs> BA. I'm done with that. Um, the annual appreciation of the Cherry Blossom Festival in Japan is uh, basically about um, the samurai philosophizing that things are philosophizing. Is that a real word? Yeah. That things are splendid at, at the moment before their fall. Because like cherry blossoms, you know, they're beautiful for a very brief moment. So they're just like so splendiferous. I have a cherry, cherry, uh, weeping cherry in my front yard. It's so beautiful in the spring. Like beautiful. But then it like it weeps. It weeps very, you know, not that much time, just in a few weeks time. So uh, things are most splendid at the moment before their fall and aim to live and die in a similar fashion. So, yeah. That's really metal. I love it. Um, so in Islam, uh, the quote, remembrance of death, they ha- that's what they have, where you are reminded to pay heed of the fate of previous generations. Like, you know, the old adage, like, those who do not remember the past are doomed to repeat it. Right. Like, in general. Um, okay, so let's go to one of my favorite, like, places in ancient history, and that's Rome. Uh, generals returning. <laughs> what? Romans. Why? Why would I? There's just there's something about them that's it's particularly gross and sick and extra. They have a je ne sais quoi that I enjoy. The Romans are extra, and you are extra. Oh my god! I need to do an I need to do an episode on ancient Rome. Yes, because there's gross stuff there. Because you like Caligula. Oh, I love. Yeah, sure. Oh my god. Okay. Yeah. So much I could go into. Okay. Another time. Anyways, uh, so Rome, the generals returning from successful campaigns were given lavish welcomes home where they were paraded through the street, right? From their, you know, they fucking won, they conquered Gaul, whatevers. Uh, there was, this is, there were always these stories. Um, it's mm, kind of like, we don't know if it's like 100% true or not, but like we see this in a lot of, a lot of Roman historians and like, you know, depictions of Rome's show. The Roman conquering Roman, Roman general or emperor being paraded through the street and behind him in the chariot standing and whispering into his ear is uh, someone, possibly a slave. They had tons of slaves in, in ancient Rome whispering, look after you and remember that you are only a man. So, yeah, there is some speculation as to if this actually happened, but I think it did. <laughs> so, yeah, it's all about, you know, it's that's all part of Memento Mori. So a lot of Memento Mori, the gross part of Memento Mori, let me get to like the sick part, is like the art part. And I'm going to be throwing a bunch of stuff on the Insta for this. So please follow along on the Instagram and or Twitter because there's a lot of. I don't know. I'm an art nerd, so I'll put a lot of stuff. So Christianity were the ones making all of this memento mori art for a long time. The church was the only one that had money at the time, you know, so they're the only ones that are fucking making fucking anything pretty much. Uh, Christians love the concept of memento mori. What uh, with their very strong emphasis on heaven and hell, judgment, salvation, etc. They were all thinking about death all the time. Mm. I mean, uh, JB, you grew up Catholic. There's, there's lots of death. Yes. <laughs> uh, please tell me. Do you, can you give any like uh, memories from your Catholic upbringing that were you were uh, faced with some kind of like you're a child and you're like, oh my god, 
death, the afterlife, creepiness? Mm, not particularly. I think it's like so drilled into you from a very young age. Like when you walk into a church, perhaps if you go around Easter time, you see the stations of the cross like all over and you just see like Jesus hanging out with like a big old sword in his side and just dripping blood down to the ground. And yeah. you just see that from whenever you're like six. That's that is something that like I, I always I didn't grow up in churches. That is something that I always felt that was like, wow, Yin's guys are that's pretty brutal, but all right. It's you know, there's I guess a lot of yeah, there's a lot of blood in the art. It looks very brutal all the time, Christian art. Justine. Ah. Oh yeah, you're a Unitarian hippie. Yeah. Lucky. So. Lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay. So yeah, like I said, Christians love the concept. Uh, and, um, so like I said before, the Romans and the Greeks were all about this like nink est babidum. Now is the time to drink. They're all about that. Like it's time to party it up cause we're going to die. The Christians on the other hand were fucking boring. Sorry. And they had a strong emphasis on, um, like basically saying material pleasures are stupid because you know you know the the material pleasures of earth are fleeting whereas the divine awaits you you know and don't forget the divine awaits you so like this kind of shit you know don't put too much heat into it like whatever like see like these are two different philosophies behind memento more obviously i like the former right. i'm all about like the fucking yeah. drink it up you know, so triumphs and luxuries were considered frivolous. Uh, Ecclesiastes uh, four, uh, 740 says, I can't believe I'm quoting the Bible, by the way. <laughs> Fuck my life. Hail Satan, in quote, all thy works be mindful of thy last end and thou wilt never sin. So uh, here is in Ars Morenti uh, etching from the 15th century showing demons tempting a dying man with crowns, which represents earthly pride and alongside uh, Mary, Jesus and God watching with disapproval. So I am sorry. I have to go show you the visual aid, but I will put this in the Insta. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so there's your, your visual aid. Oh okay. wait, I didn't go back. I didn't get to look at. Okay, so I we see uh, there's little demon little guys. demon guys, and their tongues are hanging out, and there's this like dude in bed. They and look like the void. Sick. And then the there's noise. like some saintly looking people about. Is that oh that's Jesus, Mary, and God? Yeah. Okay. Looking on with disapproval. Oh, and this like goblin guy sitting on the bed. Yeah. Okay. So creepy, right? Goblin yeah, that's King. pretty. That's pretty weird. Okay, so. There is some memento mori in the participation of Ash Wednesday. Uh, the priest puts that dirt shit on your head and mm -hmm. says, uh, so, JB, what does he say when he puts the dirt on his head? On oh, I head? have no idea what he says. Does he say it in Latin? I don't remember. I haven't gotten ashes in like 20 something years. Oh, you don't do it every year. I haven't done anything Catholic since I was 13 and I was confirmed. Okay. I'm sorry. I keep teasing you about it. <laughs> no, it's, it's okay. I'm actually sorry. I don't have more answers, but I'm not a practicing Catholic. Okay. But yeah, no, I've definitely had the like, Oh, Amen. okay. So what he says is quote, <laughs> cool Robin Hood men in tights reference. Yes, bro. Thank you. Okay. Uh, what he says is remember man that you are dust and unto dust you shall return. 
And then you walk around da- all day with like, you know, smudgems on your head and you think you're super cool, right? Nobody thinks they're super cool. Yes, you do. People aren't walking around thinking I'm so cool because I have my ashes on. Oh, they're, they're, cool. feel- they're feeling very, um, you know. Religious. Yes. They're feeling very close to And I'm not saying that. I'm not making fun. You no. Know, that's just how, you know. It, I don't. Yeah, I don't think it's. Saw, like, yeah, someone who has walked around with ashes on their head. I didn't think I was being cool. So I'm just. I'm. I'm joshing. guessing. I, I've all. I've never done it. Um, in my memory, like. Yeah. No. I'm sometimes um, wish I could do it, but I'm, I'm not. Catholic. I'm assuming you feel very somber and full of reflection. Is my guess. Yeah. Anyway, is like uh, taking the a communion some like a form of this too? Because you're like drinking the blood. Maybe of Christ flesh. and like consuming the flesh of Christ. Yeah, when you, when this you, is when my you body. It, yeah. This is my body. Right. This is my blood. That I have. The blood that of I the have. new and everlasting covenant. Guys, Drink of me. There's a lot of really like creepy, weird, sick stuff about the Bible. Like I don't know, like if it's controversial, but we could get into it. I mean, there's like the whole trope about like going Old Testament on someone. I mean, I think it's pretty well like established. That Does that mean to beat someone to death? Well, I mean, you gotta smote them pretty good. Yeah, you're. I mean, I, I don't, smite thee. I don't think it's necessarily about beating. It's just about like, yeah, getting real. Like, or when someone says getting biblical, like, yeah, what does that mean? Like I'm, getting hard on a man. Yeah, like going hardcore. Going hardcore is my. I've never read yeah, the Bible. Yeah, not this New Testament like namby pamby bullshit. This right, is some isn't old, the old Testament the old gangsta Testament, shit? Yeah, the Old Testament is as someone who's never read the Bible. Jesus, listen to me. Um, don't listen to me. But I, I think it's a lot about like um, that's you know, where the flood people, happens. Like what? Right, like people doing wrong and getting like punished. Yeah, OT punished God for was it, like not a really like a very ven- it's a vengeful. That's where God. Abraham yeah. had to stab his yeah. son. It was like yeah. Cutting a baby in half. Oh. Yeah, o- OT yeah. God was a. Uh, he was not. He wasn't fucking around. No, no. no. Those, those bitches ate that apple, and he was pissed. He's like, "Fuck you!" Ugh. Ruined everything. Fucking rude. Y'all always people will not dance for joy. <laughs> yeah. And maybe you guys did not sing as many church songs as I did. <laughs> I do not know what that reference is, but I love it. <laughs> yeah, I sang a lot of church songs, but not that one. No. Uh, anyway, tell anyway, us more anyway. about gross, sick pictures. Okay, so funeral art and mausoleums and cemeteries are Ooh. obvious examples yeah. of memento mori. You might have seen the you know type of tomb that's called a cadaver tomb, which basically depicts an image of the deceased mm. on top of the casket. And uh, you know, I've seen you see these in churches and stuff. You know, Roman Catholic churches especially targeted. They look, yeah, whatever. They look pretty metal. I love them. I look, they look really cool. I, yeah, I think the art in Catholic churches is actually pretty sweet. I love. I'm sorry. I know. I love. I love all the the art. A lot of the re- religious art is pretty cool. No, I, I mean, I the agree. Statues are pretty rad. But a lot of those people, like Michelangelo and whatnot, you know, that made like the statues weren't necessarily followers of the actual faith but any hooters so other symbols that became popular in the 15th century include you know like this is when your skulls got into you know tons of skulls skeletons angels snuffing out candles things like that uh the original goths i think were happened here there were some amazing crypts and churches and etc that are just absolutely fucking lined with skeletons and skulls and stuff like that just i've been into them uh them in italy and france yeah literally did you go to the catacombs Uh uh-huh yeah i went to the catacombs in paris yeah sick 
Yeah. I mean, they're like, I mean, what you're describing. Yeah. Yeah. Just uh, ceiling to wall with just thousands uh, of bones. And they're not in just indiscriminately. They are like in patterns. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I have to say, too. So I went I went there. A friend and I, we were traveling in Europe together and, and went to the catacombs and it was definitely, you know, it's just hard to describe. Well, you you've been down in them, Heather. Yeah. Like, did you feel when you were down there that it, like it felt heavy? Like it's really, it's, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm not gonna go so far as to say like I felt, you know, spirits or ghosts, but it felt very like you were surrounded by just like tons of dead human remains, and yeah. you can see them with your your eyes it, it just it, it's just very surreal it, yeah it felt you definitely felt like it, it heavy is the best way I can describe it yeah it, yeah it's not it, it's not the kind of like yeah it's yeah anyway but so I, I, would, um, I would totally recommend it the Capella de Osos which Osos means you know osseous bone that's mm-hmm. I love Latin yeah I never took Latin but um I love Latin uh it's in Evora it's literally the church of bones. The entrance bears the following sentence. We bones lying here bare await yours. Ooh. Oh, no. I love it. It's so rad. That's it's so rad. so creepy. Yeah, I love it. Okay, so more painting time. So the dance macabre. Uh, it's oh, these- okay. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah have you? Yeah, oh, yes, I heard, I that, heard album. of that. What album? Whose album? Isn't that the faint album? I don't know. Without, I think it's called the Dance Macabre. Macabre. Yeah. Macrop. So it's a painting. I just spoke wrong. Okay. That wasn't. I didn't do that on purpose. The Faint, I guess, probably named their album after this. I suppose uh, it's it's a few. It's a name of a few different um, works of art, and I think it was just like you mm-hmm. know that's just what it is. The Dance with Death, essentially. Yeah. The Dance Macabre, the Dance with Death. So it's uh this painting that it's oh my god I can't I'm so sorry, Hrastjov. Strophy in Slovenia. It's in the Holy Trinity Church and it's uh, dancing skeletons leading people by the hand to the grave, rich and poor alike. You know, so it's like you're going to die if you're rich. You're going to die. Sorry, we're all going to the same place. Uh, Clocks and watches uh, were popular memento mori pieces. Public clocks were often decorated with Altina, Altima for San, which uh, which means Perhaps the last hour. <gasps> this could be your last hour. Isn't that so spooky? Wait, like in Europe, I'm guessing. Yeah, in this time, like this is uh, basically we're going through the. I'm I'm sorry, I don't have a date for you because, but we're going like this is in Europe, in like basically the 15th, 16th century. Wonder if any of those clocks are still around. Like maybe not functioning, but you know. Um, well, I guess it goes uh, it later because because and later on this continues throughout the Victorians, which I'll get to. So, you might have seen. Have you ever seen the phrase "tempus fugit"? Yeah. Do you know what that means? Uh, I should something about time and something about quickly. Yeah. Slowly. Oh, yeah, okay. you're really close. It means time flees. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, and that's still used today, and it's printed on a lot of modern clocks. Tempus fugit. I thought that was really cool. Okay, so Mary Queen of Scots had a timepiece that was a silver skull, and it said, quote, pale death knocks with the same temp upon the huts of the poor and the towers of kings. Well, that's a good thing for a queen to remind herself of. For sure. Yeah. For sure. That's a bit, a bit progressive. Yeah. I'd so, imagine. <laughs> oh. some, some things, uh, another... T- 
type of art movement related to Memento Mori where the Veritas paintings are, uh, Vanitas, sorry, not Veritas. Veritas would mean truth. Vanitas means vanity. And these paintings are kind of similar to Memento Mori because they, in the way that they remind viewers of the frailty of life, but uh, the Vanitas still life paintings are all about things that uh, have more Bacchanal type feel to it. You know, mm. you've got musical instruments, you know, wine, books, things that remind us of the, uh, it's honestly meant to be like things that remind us of the quote unquote worthlessness of worldly pr- oh. pleasures, which. And I was going to say, oh, it sounds like all the great things about life life <laughs> right exactly like nunc es bebidum like yeah. like you know you know drink oh, yeah. it up um so yeah like i said earlier victorians love this shit um as you can imagine you know back in the day average lifespan up to that time was about 40 years yeah and like children it was like really common for children to die of like diseases yeah and, death I, was death was super, really could be your last hour any hour yeah death was much more common death could be around all the time uh so many people had these memento mori tokens and you know they had like statues on their desks in their offices even you know to have like it wouldn't be uncommon to have like a little statue of like a little skeleton in your office death photography was also popular which i feel like i might be able to get into into a totally different episode i agree so i, I feel really like that's didn't its own explore yeah. that yet because that's super fucking sick yeah that's fucking sick death i think it's nice it is nice i guess but it's sick to you know to photograph i don't know looking at people's dead bodies is well, they're creepy not, to a lot but it's like they're not, not fucking me. autopsy pictures they're like remembrance pictures it's their first moments of death they definitely are it's like baby graduated oh well, to death is, you know that's how <laughs> that's how some people see it yeah you know you know when, anytime there's a conversation about death and our reaction to it like so much of it was informed by our culture and like what we're used to and totes and i just i just want people to be a little bit more um knowledgeable about death and not i mean it's natural to be afraid of death i don't want to die i mean honestly it's nobody wants to obviously okay take that back you know i know i know what you mean but most people but yeah prefer living point taken but i think that we need at least in american culture to get a little bit more comfy with the fact that it's an inevitability Mm -hmm. and we need to be need to be more prepared and thoughtful about it than a lot of times that we are a lot of problems end up happening for people because they don't prepare because they don't want to acknowledge that they're going to die yeah this is a psa please get a power of attorney and a will living will thank you okay moving on um so other notable examples in art actually vincent van gogh not van gogh van gogh uh he painted uh what could be considered a memento mori painting and it's pretty like rad looking Ooh, I like th- I like oh, that, that is very badass. Describe, guys. It's a really fucking, it's a fucking cool skull, dog. It's a cool skeleton. Yeah, skeleton, not just skull. Smoke, smoking, smoking a cool cigarette. Or or is or that a, a joint? joint? That's a joint. You might be smoking a J. Smoking I, a J. I think so, it was a hand rolled cigarette, as uh Van Gogh himself had a very heavy smoking habit. Um, I want that. It's pretty grad, isn't it? Yeah. So um Yes, this is a painting uh, that was painted by him. Obviously, he was a very tortured, if you know anything about Van Gogh, he was very tortured. Um, he committed suicide at the, in his 20s or early 30s. Aww. I believe his late 20s. Um, but yeah, he painted the skeleton smoking a cigarette. And I'm sorry that smoking looks cool, guys. I don't do it. I don't smoke. Oh, this, I don't condone it. The skeleton looks cool as fuck. But this yeah. skeleton looks cool smoking. <laughs> it's a fucking metal ass painting. I, I want a print of that stat yeah 
Yeah, why isn't this shit in every hotel instead of uh, Starry Nights? I don't let's, I know. Let's open a hotel and just put that picture everywhere. I don't think anybody wants to. I guess I answered my own question. Yeah. Especially because a haunted hotel. I love how, like, I know this niche is crowd. like. What? I said niche crowd. Yeah, that's what we are. You said very niche crowd? We're niche. Crowd. Niche. Oh, niche. niche crowd. I thought you were saying some weird term. Uh, no, I speak in Yinzer. Thank you very this much. This is like a few episodes ago when you said Givenchy, and <laughs> I failed to correct you that it's Givenchy. And you just let me keep talking like a rube the whole time. I wasn't paying attention, apparently, because I am normally a dickhead, and I normally correct. Well, I would have rather been corrected than sound like is my first day off the potato pad. <laughs> All right. Um, so do you guys, have you ever heard of this uh, guy called Hans Holbein the Younger? No. Nine. He is a famous uh, portrait artist, famously painted Henry, King Henry VIII, you know, standing there in all his gro- glory with his massive cod piece. So uh, along with him and a bunch of other notables from the 16th century, uh, He's also known for his dance of death woodcutting. So I'm going to show you some of these with his old man dancing mm. with the death. Uh-oh. And this one that's even creepier. That's like this. It's a woman like being yanked out of a doorway with a skeleton. Oh, I think it's a nun, actually. Oh, yeah. And the kid's like freaking out. I think that's her fellow sister. Oh, okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Well, she's like, she, no! looks, she looks really short. Don't take the reverend mother. You know, like don't, don't take don't that. Sister Mary sister. That's, don't take Fräulein Maria. That skeleton has a pretty sick headdress on, though. Yeah. I noticed that, too. Like, it's kind of like a it's I don't know. It looks like a palm fronds or something. I don't know. Um, so Ubi Sunt or Where Are They Now by Eugene Delacroix from the 19th century uh, titled Hamlet and Horatio in the Graveyard so Ubi Sunt is like basically the name of the movement you know it's kind of like Memento Mori it's similar to Memento Mori that's Where Are They Now it's basically like remembering like where are your where are the people that died where are they now think about it got it Think about it. Rotting in the ground. Well, that's what I think. They're worm food. But other people might think they're in in hell. Hell or heaven. Why did you go to hell first? Well, because most people are bad. Right. I would would imagine these kind of things are meant to be kind of like what cautionary. Yes. I I, I just I just assumed that would be the more like fruitful point to take. I don't know. Yeah. Don't listen to me. You're fine. Okay. So this painting that I'm going to show you by Eugene Delacroix is inspired by your boy Billy Shakes and the famous scene where Hamlet finds skulls in the graveyard. You know, alas, poor York. I knew him, Horatio. Mm. That kind of shit. So Georgia O'Keeffe does this. You know, like art. It's. It, I'm going to throw up like a bunch of art stuff. George, like there's tons of artists that do this memento mori shit. And I've got some great uh, photos. Have you ever been to... So we live in Pittsburgh. Have you ever been to the Carnegie Art Museum? Yes. Probably. Yeah. I Do was you in remember there's a painting there? I think there might be a couple of paintings there that are of kind of memento mori. Uh, they have feature. They're kind of like hunting still life slash memento mori still lifes with dead rabbits. No. I um, can't recall. Dead rabbit painting. I cannot recall. I'll throw that up. Okay. But that dead rabbits, dead animals, uh, dying flowers, wilting flowers, those those are all themes mm-hmm. of Memento Mori paintings. And they look, I remember like always going to the museum and looking at it and being like, that's kind of weird. Like it's a dead rabbit. Why would you paint a dead rabbit? The reason why is to remember that 
things are dead. You will die. Bum, 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 bum. You know? So it's a you circle got, of life. Yeah. So enjoy life. Now is the time that we drink. Now is the time on Sprockets where we dance. <laughs> Dieter. Yeah, Dita. Okay, so do you know So who? many timely references you're making today. Fuck off. It's because she thinks it's the 90s. I'm 35 years old. I will <laughs> it's make, the 90s. I'm 35 years old. I will make 35-year-old references. I'm so sorry. Sprockets and Men in Tights. Yeah. Men in Tights is great. Robin Hood, Men in Tights. Mel Brooks. It's literally my favorite movie. It's. I could quote it. I could literally maybe do the whole, like... From beginning and, to end? Blink and fix your boobs. You're a bleed, <laughs> look like a bleeding Picasso. Like, I could do it all. Oh, my God. I was just thinking the other he day, like, a chew and twain. Yeah, he's... Oh, my God. He split Robin's arrow in twain. I say that a lot. You do. Sorry. I think you've actually made that reference on the podcast before. Yeah, you've definitely but. said that on here before. <laughs> Twain. I love it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, so have you guys heard of Hieronymus Bosch? Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah. You know that's my boy. Yeah. He is. He's a great um, Dutch painter, I believe. Yes. yes. Flemish. Flemish. Thank you. And he paints. Uh, the, his most famous painting is The Garden of Earthly Delights. Oh, yeah. The I've most famous that. triptych of all time. Yeah. I've, I've seen that shit. Yeah. If you haven't check that shit out followers it's 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 popular for a reason much like white claw fucking been living if you haven't seen this painting honestly because like if you're living on planet earth you need to see this painting you've never been in a dorm yeah the garden (laughs) of earthly delight so okay so it's basically like what it is is a depiction of heaven is it's heaven and hell one on one side and the other side in the middle is earth and in hell there's all kinds of crazy hell gross ass shit. yeah like there's like birds pooping out people weird monsters shoving stuff up people's bum holes you know like all kinds of stuff yep yeah so he does like these memento mori paintings as well and this painting i have is illustrating the struggle between good and evil over the deathbed of a miser so you can see this guy's like he's like looking at he's like oh i want my monies though (laughs) you know and then there's the angel and there's like the devil that's like creeping around i mean it's pretty good but not enough like bird shitting people for my taste yeah definitely not as good as the guy i like i I like my bosch to take hours to look at Like it's like a Where's Waldo, it's but for like, right, it's it right is. there. Oh yeah, you do have the trip. Though. Yeah, here, can How you go I, get it, JB? Yeah. So you can just we can describe. I'm going to make noise. That's okay. Sorry. How have I never noticed that that was there? Yeah, that needs to be more prominently displayed. It does in my house. It really does. Okay. Oh, this is this is great. JB is just gonna like look at this now. Oh, now it's okay. no. I'm gonna share. So describe. I mean, I, 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 how can we even start? I don't think we can. There's too much going on. This podcast will be eight hours long. We mostly long. only care about hell. So let's close yeah. heaven. Heaven Whoa. and earth are like, okay. there's like a lot of like cool stuff happening in the earth portion though. Like you're seeing why we're going to hell in it. Oh yeah. Because we're like basically having an orgy. There's so many nudie, nudie time people. And it's like, very lascivious. A lot of drunks. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of drunks in there. Oh my God. Yeah. They're living it up. But like hell, there's also no one in heaven. There is no one. In there's heaven. like no one in heaven. <laughs> there's uh, Adam and Eve is in heaven with Jesus. And then there's like a cat that's eating a mouse. <laughs> Cats don't go to heaven. There's animals in heaven, guys. Animals in heaven. I saw it. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
And then in hell, literally everybody is there. Birds are eating you, pooping you out in bubbles. Uh, there is some rabbit thing that's like dunking some guy. There's like these hyenas that are eating your body. Oh, my God. It's just there's a person that has music notes tattooed on their ass. And somebody is like strung up on top of a harp. It just goes on and on and on. Check it out. Check it out, guys. It's sick. Yeah, it's it. wonderful. It's beautiful. I'll put it on the Insta. So if somehow you haven't seen this before. So, yeah. It, which, you know, honestly, again, you haven't lived if you haven't. So uh, you have the Internet. Everybody pretty, you know, not everybody has it. But if you're listening to this, I would, you know, you have it. So listen to so look at it. Dia de los Muertos is in the vein of Memento Mori. But I think that in your topic, we're going to kind of go into things similar to that ish. Mm, kind of. Yeah. It's Dia de los Muertos is again about uh, it's the Mexican holiday uh, about going and remembering your ancestors, remembering uh, your grandparents and so on and so forth. I've seen it in a popular film, Coco. Yeah. Have you seen Coco? No. It's, it's cute. It's cute. I don't watch Disney movies. Oh, not Fair. at all? I'm 37. Dude. <laughs> and I have no children. Dude. Sorry. Disney we watched movies? it together. Disney movies are... Now I am reading you for filth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, true story. I actually don't even like Disney that much. I won't go to Disneyland ever. I will not. Why? See, I would go to Disneyland. What? There's too many kids there. Ugh. Why would you go there? Crowds. I ain't waiting into no fucking line for I like, two hours to do like a ride i no, like thank you i like epcot center i like the countries <laughs> epcot center is the dorky shit in the whole world <laughs> just go to europe <laughs> just go there but oh I, my but God. i want to go to the secret tequila bar what just drink yeah. tequila just go to tequila willies it's anyway, fine it's i don't fine. think that's a place that exists anymore what? no yeah no yeah tequila willies is maybe been in gone the 90s <laughs> Before you were even legal to drink. Heather, do we have country to, bar references? Do we, have, do we have to like concussion check you? Uh, no, I just don't get out much. Because when I had to do my baseline concussion testing for roller derby, I did try to say that it was 1999. This really? is in 2011. Really? Yeah. And then I corrected myself really quickly and we all laughed like, about oops. it. Like, yeah, now you're never going to know when I'm concussed. Whatever, guys. <laughs> it's the 90s. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but just I just uh, wanted to mention De, La De, De Los Mortos because it, this Memento Mori feeling is a lot more pervasive in other cultures than American culture. And I think that American culture should slash could do something like that like we like to you know put on the sugar skull and like look how cute me 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 whatever well, you we know. like we like to culturally we appropriate, like to appropriate the shit out of yeah for sure um but we're not paying attention to what dia de los muertos actually is where it's like remembering your past remembering that you're gonna die and paying homage to people that came before you and your ancestors and things like that which is very real and i'm super super into history and i super super believe that again you know if we don't pay attention to history we're always going to repeat it like learn from your past you idiots you know mm. it's just like when you go to a job you know you don't like just walk into that job and like hey assholes i can do this all better than y'all well you know the people that have been there a lot of times do do that but i know but point I mean, taken point taken right yeah. like people that have been in the industry 
they know techniques that are tried and true. Why do you need to reinvent the wheel? And so you always need to pay attention to your past and, you know, remember your your ancestors because ultimately we are just worm food. And yeah, uh, in a few generations, I don't think anybody's going to remember me. Oh, yeah. I'm getting forgotten like real, yeah. real, real quick. quick. Real yeah. quick. Real quick. Just I mean, in, in, unless this podcast stands the test of time, in yeah. which case. Oh, my God. But that's the coolest thing about our podcast. I was thinking that, too. I was like, well, at least when I'm like, you know, knock on wood, hopefully I live a long life. At least when I'm an old lady, I'm going to be able to listen to this and like see how silly I was. Yeah. And like when I was young. Yeah. So, Ish. hey, even if we don't get a lot of listeners and whatever, which, again, thank you for whoever's listening. Love you so much. Yeah. We love you all. Hi, Dad. Uh, hi, Dad. <laughs> hi, Mom. <laughs> um hi people i work with yeah hey friends <laughs> do your parents listen too i don't think so i don't no. <laughs> i don't think my parents listen. i'm actually if if anyone from my family is in fact listening to this please let me know because i would be totally shocked but yeah. i feel like they know a lot of truths about me now that i haven't explicitly said before <laughs> <laughs> oh well <laughs> but anyway, oh well anyway they suspected as much hats out of the bag so with that, I'm going to wrap my shit up because that's pretty much all I have. All right. And yeah, that's my ending. Is uh, My ending was just like, I love Memento Mori. I think it's great. I think we should all try and keep that in mind and take it in either way you want. If you want to take it to the Christian sense, whatever. Do you, do you, boo. But I want to take it to the Carpe Diem sense. Me you, too. Are you going to, you should paint Memento Mori. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, well, you know, that's one of my I mean, that's one of my plans for uh, my Halloween decorations. Yeah. So I don't want to say too much on okay. Mike. Spoiler. Yeah, it's because this is going to air really close to Halloween. Will it? About a month from Halloween. OK, well, that's cool. I, I'm glad, you know, I don't know. Then this. Th- well, last week I was incorrect when I said that episode was going to air right after Millville Days. You no, know, it's going to air before Millville Days. I know this mm-hmm. is the one yeah. that's going to air right after Millville Days. OK, then we need to like, do directly more. after like we will be severely hungover. If, right. If we did it right, yeah. Yeah. If we did it right. And we will. I'll be vomiting. Then the next few weeks we need to do some more spooky topics. We're getting, Ooh, you're right. We're getting okay. spookier. Yeah. Well, this is the right place to do it. All right. Are you guys ready to to examine the depths of your souls? Yeah. Always. And an answer to me, JB, the host and queen of uncomfortable questions. Totes. Yep. I like how much you're you're ready to submit to me. Oh, that's on the creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, actually, this is a little question uh, spurned by, maybe not spurned, spawned? Spawned. Spawned by Heather's topic. Would you guys have a real skeleton in your home? I know the answer for Heather, but Justine? Uh, Maybe. Would you have the skeleton of someone you know in your home? No. No. Fair. Heather? Okay. You know what I'm going to say. What am I going to say? You're going to say yes. Hundo P. Someone you know? Oh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I would do. Mm-hmm. Totes. They're dead. It's a dead person. It's a, it's, it's fine. It's a, it's a corpse. It's not a person anymore. You would have your mailman's corpse in your house? Oh, my. Sure. I gave him an Aldi's <laughs> card for like Christmas last year. Whatever. We're on good terms. The least you could do is honor him by having his skull on your table. Sure. Fair enough. Me as well. I have to say, okay, if, if say my mom told me that it was her wish that after she dies, I get her skull and I display it in my home, I would do that for her. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I wouldn't personally like seek out someone's skeleton. 
You're not like, I but, have to, I have to have. Yeah, I can't imagine that that would be like a goal of mine. Oh, I want to have a fully articulated I know it's, specimen skeleton. That'd be great. I know it's a goal of yours. Yeah. <laughs> expensive. It's expensive. Yeah. I think I would just want a skull. Just a skull. I mean, I think skull- like a whole skeleton is just going to take up a lot of space. That's it's going to be a bit I cumbersome. Thinking. Yep. And how do you display it? And how do you, do you make them do like jangly bits? And how do you, you ma- want, and baby? how do you maintain it? That's a lot of dusting and like little crevices and like how many bones at 206 bones in the human body, right? Something like that. Oh Christ, I don't know. Really? I think so. Don't look at me. I don't that's know. That's a lot of bones. Like, I'm not good with the numbers. That's a lot of bones to dust. That's a lot numbers of bones. and dates. Just saying. Uh, I would much rather hang have your jewelry on it. I want way more animal bones. Like I already yeah. have one piece of taxidermy, and I want way more. Like I wish I have a way, had. I want a big taxidermy collection. It's so fucking expensive, so I can't afford it. That's why you have to learn how to do it. Yes, mm-hmm. it's a dream of mine. If I won the lottery right now, one of my hobbies, like I like to do a lot of crafts, but I would pick up taxidermy. That would be like the next hobby I would pick up. The only reason why I don't do it is it's it's time intensive and very money intensive like there's so much you gotta fucking buy formaldehyde like what the hell i can't do that so how about uh i i seem to remember from when i was little i think my grandmother had a copy of this it was like an old boy scouting book from like the turn of the century or like the early 1900s and i forget what it was called but i think it's like it's like something that like stayed in print and i think by the time i was a kid more as like a novelty but it and it, it was like amazing like the book had all of these different um, basically how to's for things like making your own canoe and building a, a, a lean to. And there was a whole chapter about doing your own le- learning how to taxidermy. No way. Yeah. So maybe if I can figure out what the hell that book was, Find I'll, that shit. I'll, I'll, let you know. I'll let you know. And then you can learn how to DIY taxidermy God. like a, like like a 1905 lad. I got to tan that hide. I got to deflesh the hide. I got to tan the hide. I got to make a model. And I got, we talked about this in a previous episode. Yes. yes. We know. Any Hooters. Anyway, so. Good challenge. We, I, took, a, we took a little break. Yeah. What, what you got, girl? So I am also talking about death, but in, in a more concrete way. So when Heather mentioned she really wanted to do Memento Mori for this episode. So I said, cool, I will, I will find a topic that relates to death in some way. So what I found was um, there are some cultures around the world who treat death very, very differently from us. And we actually we kind of started talking about this a little bit earlier during Heather's piece. And, and you know, we were talking about how death rituals can be tough for Westerners to contemplate because we are very buttoned up about it culturally. Like we don't we don't like to talk about it. We don't like to acknowledge it, et cetera. Get freaky with it, guys. Come on. Get <laughs> with death. <laughs> Get with death. But in other parts of the world, death isn't seen as an absolute ending. And uh, the dead are seen as people to respect and take care of. Right? So I'm going to talk about two different cultures, one in Indonesia and one in Madagascar, that ritually exhume bodies years after death in order to interact with them in various ways. Not like that. Oh, you think I went right to... Yes. Necrophilia. Yes. Fuck you. How dare you? How dare you? I was right. Maybe I was just thinking about dancing with them a little bit. Well, dance macabre. Then you're going to like this. I think you're I gonna will. You're going to like it a lot. Um, and, you know, and again, like this this episode is definitely we're, we're not getting real gross this week because we got gross enough last week. But Long um, I, I was I was researching this topic. It was just so fascinating and interesting and very, very much 
outside of our experience as Americans. So unless you're really, really squicked out by dead bodies, in which no. case I can't help you. But yeah, I thought this was so cool. So that's what this podcast is all about. That's sick. That's right. We're going to learn. We're here to learn. So the first group of people I'm going to have is Heather just burped into her comfort animal. Simba. I tried to use him to muffle my burp. It was it was pretty cool. I'm sorry. I'm drinking a beer. Anyway, so the um the first group of people I'm going to talk about are I'm going to I'm really sorry. I'm going to get a lot of these pronunciations wrong. I did try to Google pronunciations and came up short. So I really apologize if I butcher some of these. I put in phonetic spelling where I could. But anyway, um, the Torajans of the Indonesian island of Sulawesi. I really apologize to anyone that I just offended. So um, to the Torajans, death is a huge, huge part of their life. It causes them grief. You know, like it's sad to lose a loved one. But instead of getting their death rituals over with really quickly, like we do here, they see death as a process and they take tons and tons of time to say goodbye. So to them, the thought of burying a body within a week of death like we do is completely unthinkable in terms of how they experience the grieving process. And when a person in their culture dies, they think of it at first as being very ill. So they don't think of that person as gone yet. Um, They think of them as being very, very sick, kind of like how when we maybe have someone on life support so we can say goodbye to them, Mm -hmm. even though we know they're gone, but they're breathing. So, you know, to us, that's like, okay, we can still say goodbye. Yeah. Heather is really distracting me with a bunch of photos right now. Sorry, I'm trying to take some like freaking candid photos here every once in a while. Like anyway, but to the so the, to the Torajans, when someone passes away, they're not fully gone yet in, until the entire funeral ritual is complete. So the first thing that happens is the corpse is treated with formalin, which is a solution of formaldehyde and water. And this prevents decomposition and causes the body to dry out and mummify instead and so when i said before that they'll take tons and tons of time to say goodbye that could mean anything from several weeks to months to even sometimes years and what they do is um the bodies will actually remain in the home for this length of time so this person is like essentially embalmed not embalmed mummified Oh, okay. So like what we talked about a few episodes ago, we did mummies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, the way they treat, they treat them in a way so that they become mummified. Yeah. And, and they're dry in out. their house. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can definitely see how some people think that's kind of sick. And, like. and right. And so during this time, they'll continue to bring the corpse food and drink and they'll talk to it. And how much do they eat? I mean, I don't think they actually eat anything. They, but feed, they feed the corpse? Well, I don't. They don't feed the corpse, but they like, include it in daily routines. Because they're still there. They're, they're, they're not dead yeah, yet. They're not going to. They're gonna, dying, but they're not dead. They're the not going to. kiss still like, Nana, Nana, look at my dick. Yes. <laughs> ah! So, That's creepy. <laughs> in Caitlin Dottie's book, From Here to Eternity. Oh, my God. I, know. I was going to mention her if you didn't mention her. I love her. Yes. Caitlin Dottie. Dottie Dottie. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. I think name. it's Dodie. Caitlin Dodie, the um, the Order of the Good Death, who she is a mortician. Mm-hmm. I love her. Yes. Yeah, so she's actually traveled to this part of Indonesia. So in this book that she wrote, she um, travels to, you know, interact with these people and like learn from them. Mm-hmm. So she talks to um, this man named Agus. And he said that when he was a child, his dead grandfather lived with his family for seven years and that he and his brother shared a bed with the grandfather. <laughs> and in sick. And in, the, and in the mornings, they would take him out of bed, dress him, and lean him up against the wall. And at night, they would put him back to bed. And it was just very matter of fact. It's this, you know, 
this interaction with the dead, like they're not afraid and they don't think of it as gross. Yeah. Because they're still a part of the family. Yeah. So the reason why there's such this extended time and seven years is like pretty lengthy. Uh, I don't know how common that is, but it's definitely like it's not always for that long. There's several reasons for that. So one, giving people time to say goodbye. Two, giving relatives from far away time to journey in for the funeral. Um, Because in this culture, too, funerals are a big fucking deal. You don't miss a funeral. Like, you can miss a wedding. You don't miss a funeral. Like, you come to the funeral. Because that's final. Yep. And and the funerals are, well, I'll talk about that more in a little bit. And it's also, so it's partially to take time to raise money to throw the funeral because it's expensive. All this shit seems very practical to me in many ways. Everything you've been saying so far, I'm like, huh, that's probably sense. I mean, it's kind of sick, obviously, like because it's a dead body and like uh, it's just it's just a very but it's mummified, so it's like it's just a very different way. It's a very very different way of experiencing death. Yeah. So at these funerals, hundreds of guests can attend. I mean, it's basically like imagine like a wedding, but it's a funeral. Like, so you've got tons of guests are coming in from all over. Their lavish food is provided by the family. The guests are bringing lavish gifts, which are, you know, if if you get a lavish gift um, and usually in the form of like animals that will be sacrificed during the funeral. But if, you know, your cousin gifts you this like awesome pig for the funeral, then, you know, it's on you when like someone like that cousin or maybe that cousin's wife or whatever dies and you better also gift a lavish fucking pig you know, in return, because it's how it works. Um, so just like a wedding, like, you know, yeah. you you get invited, you have your wedding, and somebody gives you Hundo P. And it's like, and it's really like... You gotta a, give them Hundo P. It's kind of like a family reunion, too, because, it, like, everyone comes. Like, you don't say no. You don't turn... Like, you find a way to get there. Yeah. So guests will um, spend large amounts of money donating water buffalo and pigs, and their sacrifice is part of the ritual. When the first animal is killed, they believe that that's when the deceased can also finally die alongside the animal. So... You know, before, and I said this is all part of an extended grieving process. So they're, you know, giving themselves time to say goodbye. They don't they don't believe that the person is actually truly dead until that part of the funeral. And also I'm I'm using the word funeral. That's probably not the right word, but it's one that we understand. The death parade. Westerners. Yeah, it's a ceremony. The dance macabre. There is dancing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so bodies are generally not buried, but they're placed in caves, a carved stone grave, or suspended from a cliff. Like within like a an enclosure. I don't think the bodies aren't like out in the open hanging from a cliff. They're like in an enclosure and like kind of placed on these it looks like planks coming out of the side of the cliff or something. Anyway, excuse me, I also burped. So once the funeral's over, death is still not over. Um the Torsians believe that your connection to your loved one persists even after death. And so about every three years, bodies are exhumed as part of manene. Oh, I really can't pronounce that. Or the ceremony of cleaning corpses. So this ceremony takes place each August, as in right now. And it's a fairly major festival that tourists go to. And if you've ever watched the Netflix series Dark Tourist, which I know you're such a big fan of that dude, but I still can't get into it. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I can see why you might not like it. But he does one of his episodes. He goes to this. Okay. Yeah. So um, and and talks all about this. You can see. Yeah. So you might at least want to check that one out. So bodies are 
taken out of where they were interred. They're washed. They're given fresh clothes and their coffins are repaired or replaced. They're also brought snacks and cigarettes, taken out for walks in the sunshine, and they get their photos taken with relatives. Yeah. Oh, man. Death photography. Mm -hmm. And it's considered very good luck if they see an exhumed body is in good condition when they unearth it. And this is also so like the funeral is a big deal. This ceremony is also people come in from all over. So it's like a big family reunion and it's a big deal for everyone to come and participate. And they'll actually um, they'll usually like they'll exhume several bodies at once. So if a family has like several dead relatives, they'll, they'll all come out. They'll all come out for a party. Yeah. And so, yeah, tourists come to see this and it's you know, encouraged. So it's not like at least from what I can tell. And if I'm wrong, someone can please at me. That's fine. From what I could tell in researching this, you know, it's not considered like gauche to come and like spectate at this. It's just how you behave. Yeah. Like if you if you come to spectate and you're very respectful and you keep your distance. Don't and, pull and your you, pants down and wag your penis at it. Right. Like don't like don't go like running. <laughs> don't go running up to like, you know, corpses of people you don't know and like take selfies with them. Like, you know, hip checking their relatives out of the way like that would be bad. <laughs> so yeah so i thought i thought all of that was super interesting so there's actually another culture completely unconnected to this one that actually has a similar ritual and so they are the malagasy people of madagascar and they practice a ceremony called um famadion which means the turning of the bones and so the malagasy believe that we move on to a second life after death they don't believe in heaven or hell. And I don't think it's necessarily reincarnation either. It's just an, a next life, but only after some time. So when they believe that when you die, you don't immediately go to the next life. There's a period of time in between. Um, so between the initial burial. Is this like ghost time? Kind of. Is this when the ghost whisperer, Jennifer Love Hewitt, can talk to you? I don't know. I, I never watched that show. Okay. Sorry. Obscure reference. Go on. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> between, so between the initial burial after death... And the first time you're exhumed, exhumed, exhumed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, words aren't my, anyway. So the dead person is kind of in an in-between the two worlds state. Um, so you're not living, but you're not yet considered an ancestor. You're not a girl. <laughs> not yet a dead person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, that's really where I went. No, so good. Okay. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the first time you're buried, you are placed feet first because you haven't yet traveled on. But after the first time you're exhumed for the ceremony and then reburied, you're buried head first to some to show that you belong to the next world. Mm. Um, so basically, after you die and you know you've been buried um, years after your death, the deceased will appear in the dream of an elder family member and tell them that they're cold. And that's a signal that it's time for the ritual to kind of get a move on. So there's a special kind of astrologer who's consulted and they will determine the best time to hold the famadion based on their study of the zodiac. Tight. And traditionally, this will take about five to seven years after death. But sometimes it's put off in order to raise enough money because like the Torajans, these are lavish celebrations with huge guest lists, lots of food, lots of entertainment. Like, they're a big deal. I hope that the tourists that watch this, do they donate money? Is there... I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I would hope that... I don't know if tourists come and watch 
these ceremonies. Yeah. I wasn't clear on that. I figure if you're going to go and, and gawk at somebody else's culture, at least you can do is like give I, them money. I, I, I think, I wonder maybe that's why it's acceptable because they're bringing money into yeah. the... So I actually, just like a quick sidebar um, and heading back to Indonesia for a second, I would love to visit Indonesia. I, I actually I actually would like to see their festival but mostly actually there's a, a form of indonesia mu- indonesian music um called the a, a gamelan which is super fucking cool and i would i would love it's on my bucket list to see a gamelan in person is it like tube and throat singing no okay <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> no it's it's like uh it's percussive but Ooh. it's but it's a lot of like um i'll play some for you later okay Pitt actually has a gamelan ensemble, or at least they used to. Cool. So you can actually go, you can go see a gamelan at Pitt like once a year oh. if they still do it. Tight. Anyway. All right. So back to what I was talking about. We're back to Madagascar. Like the Torajans, exhuming the bodies of their loved ones is a very important part of the death process and staying connected to their loved ones. And it's seen as a family reunion. So it's a lot of those same ideas that the dead person is not gone um, you, you're still trying to stay connected to them and it's you know it's not it's not the same as them being alive and around but it's not like a severing either the way we see it mm-hmm. the bodies are taken out of their tombs for two days and they're given fresh clothes relatives will dance with them there's your dance ma- dance macabre there you go mm-hmm. you see you wanted it Jen you I did it. I wanted to dance with the dead and bring out your dead and also drink with them and ask them for advice and blessings I don't do Monty Python references, by the way. Okay. Is that what, is that what you were doing? I don't think bring out mm. your dead is a Monty Python reference. Yes, well, it is. Bring is out, it? Yeah, bring out your dead is, but it's in reference to plague bodies, not anything fun. So you did do a Monty Python reference. And you I, did it. I didn't know I was doing a Monty Python reference. Okay, I just went there. Yeah. God oh, my damn. God. Anyway. Sorry. God. So. God. When it's time to rebury the dead, it must happen before sundown to ward off bad energy and spirits. And then they're reburied head first with gifts of alcohol and money. And what then more could you want. Yeah. So then the rituals repeated about every five to seven years so their family can freshen them up, say what up, get some advice, and get a little dance. They ask them they ask the dead bodies for advice. Mm-hmm. Well, that's pretty cool. Yep. Like, cause I guess you would just like think, okay, what would Nana do? Right, because these are their WWND. These are their ancestors. Yeah, you know, they're they're wise. Yeah, um, they've been through it all. Uh, Lord, I I would love to go ask Graham some fucking advice, some thoughts. So recently, there's an outbreak of plague in Madagascar, and that kind of threw a wrench into this tradition. And by recently, I mean like 2017. Um, oh no so, damn. Yeah, so really? basically, yeah, so people who die of the plague and then are then exhumed later can still pass on the bacteria to the living, oh. which is a problem. This is linking so many of our episodes together. I know. I like, kind of love it. It's all coming together. <laughs> it's a sick universe. Yeah, so, I love it. So officials in Madagascar were concerned that continuing to practice Fomadion, also if I'm mispronouncing that too, I'm really sorry, um would worsen an outbreak. So they banned the burial of infected bodies in tombs that could be reopened. But it continued to be practiced covertly with one woman saying that she believed in the importance of holding the ceremony and did not believe in the plague. Okie dokie, Smokey. And that's all I got. Thoughts, reactions. I love it. That's so interesting. I knew you guys would like it. Uh, Yeah. 
I like that. I knew I knew vaguely about that topic. Like I'd seen it somewhere. I'm yeah. maybe like 60 minutes or something. JK, I don't watch 60 minutes. Um, my favorite. How uh, old are you? Journalism program. News journalism program is Real Sports, Sports with, with Brian, Brian Gumbel. Gumbel. We all know that. I always liked Face, Face the Nation with Bob Schieffer. <laughs> but I um, didn't know any of the details. Yeah. So like I, you know, I really liked the Dark Taurus series. And so I had already seen like you know, an episode about this. But yeah, doing the research on it was really, really interesting. Yeah. And, um, it was totally interesting. I mean, there is some sick aspects to it. Uh, I mean, but I, that's like mostly our Western view. Yeah, of it. exactly. Until we got to the plague part, I didn't think anything was inherently sick. Really. Right. Right. I mean, and again, like aside you, from maybe sleeping in bed with grandma. Uh, but yeah, really I, that's that. Yeah. I think that for, <laughs> for me, the. um it's yeah it's just very 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 different from how we experience death but i actually i loved how um how they how they just approach the grieving process and and just the, the whole like they see death as a process and not as like a uh you know a, a singular moment mm-hmm. yeah which um, that is really that's very profound and me. you know and they they if you know presented with how we treat death and the rituals we have surrounding it I imagine they would be, be like appalled. You, yeah, you'd be like, you guys are fucking weird. Yeah, That's so they jarring. Would be yeah. Like, why are you in a hurry to just get rid of your ancestors? Right. Yeah, uh-huh. and and then and then like sweep them on, not sweep them under the rug, but you know, like, get it on. out of the way. Get out of the way and move on. That's what I'm saying, y'all. Yeah. Is like with you know, memento mori. Remember, you're gonna die. Yeah. Death is inevitable. You know, just like it's get used to it and also remember your ancestors yeah not only don't forget that you're gonna die but don't forget the dead it's okay to remember the dead it's okay to think about the people that are dead think about the people that are dead a little bit more often and you know yeah and uh so i was just thinking just now having some thoughts about our podcast and how we are you know our concept is that sick but i think that like i don't know it's it's cool that i think Maybe we can take some things that are considered sick and bring a new perspective to it and hopefully open some people's eyes. Oh, yeah, totally. Because when I totally agree, because when um, I hope, well, because when I when I first came up with the concept for this, you know, that the kind of like double meaning of that sick was very intentional. Yeah. You know, yes, we love talking about gross stuff, but that sick also, you know, means that's fucking awesome and we're like that's really cool and so you know in addition to talking about things that are just like objectively gross we can also talk about things that are like really interesting and thought-provoking yeah always with a gross bent but yeah and some people might consider gross but hey maybe we're going to tell you a little bit more about it maybe you don't think it's so gross although there definitely are some things on this podcast that will always be gross like bugs sorry bugs. yeah and honestly after Ear wigs after last week's episode we might not have any listeners left so sorry. yeah yeah Whoops. god if anybody's listening to this i'm sorry about the cannibalism yeah. episode bless, i'm not sorry bless you bless yeah. you okay guys well it's time for sickest thing of the week in a good way oh Ah, uh, the sickest for thing for me is uh, my cat does not have cancer. Yay! I got Fat Fat's biopsy back and it's good. So. He's good. Yay. Does he still have his cone of shame on? He does. He has <gasps> to have it for two weeks. Oh, no. He's so cute. Beepie. Yeah. And we got our other cat TB shaved and he looks like <laughs> a freakish. Weird. He looks like a little clown. 
He looks like a critter that is not real. You gotta throw those pics up on the Instagram. Oh yeah, he's sick looking. He's still my favorite though. He's a disgusting. He is a little angel, but he's fucking gross. He's a wizard and a cat buddy. So yeah, this is, I'm talking about my cat. Well, it's technically my husband's cat, but whatever. Our cat, we're married now, I suppose. But he had it. He he got it before it was his first. But anyways, so he named this cat, Oh Hey Buddy, How's It Going? Which is, you know weird and now <laughs> we so we just call him the buddy or tb for short we always call him tb so that's why his name's tb or so yeah tibbles tibbles won't groom himself so we have to shave him every once in a while we shaved him bald and i'll throw those pictures up on the insta he looks like a as somebody said i think a dirty q-tip <laughs> Which I thought was accurate. Yeah, that's not wrong. He's clean looking right now, though. Yeah, because he's shaved. But yeah, he just he does not know how to groom himself. And normally we try and brush him and stuff. We feel real bad. But then we go on vacation and then he doesn't get brushed like he normally does. So whatever. Um, The picture of him on the vet's table actually was so adorable. Yeah. So cute. He looked like such a sweet boy. He is a sweet, perfect angel. Was he drugged in the picture? I don't think he was. He didn't look like he was drugged yet. Yeah, but he had. Yet. But he had very proper paws. They were. Yeah. They were very crossed. proper crossed paws. Oh, he does TV yeah. cross paws sometimes. That's what um, call it, TV cross paws. Immediately after we're done recording, I'm going to go find him and give him scratches. So Yay. I'm looking forward to that. So uh, my sickest thing of the week in a good way is I am going on a little mini adventure this weekend to Oklahoma. Oklahoma, where <laughs> the wind comes rolling around the plane. You so, knew that was happening. Yes. So a really quick, that, <laughs> a really quick backstory. A friend of ours and I years ago were talking about the states we still had left to visit. Um, we don't have super many left. I think she's a little less than I do. I have like 10, 9 or 10. Um, and Oklahoma was one of them. And we started talking about how, well, when are we ever going to get around to visiting some of these states? Because there's not really, we're not going to have a reason to go there. And so we like, decided oh we should like take a vacation to Oklahoma together ha 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 and like every couple months she would like bring it up and she'd be like so when are we going to Oklahoma I'm like I don't fucking know so we're finally going tomorrow and we actually I'm I'm actually really um pleased with how this worked out we're actually just going to go to Dallas which is much more interesting than Oklahoma I'm sorry to anyone who lives in Oklahoma I'm sure it's a beautiful state it's very hard to get to from Pittsburgh easy to get to Dallas so we're going to drive to Oklahoma from Dallas just for a little bit. It's like a two, two and a half hour drive. That ain't bad. Yeah. So yeah, we're, but the rest of the time we're going to do stuff in Dallas. And what makes it even better is that our friend who lives in Austin happens to be in Dallas at the same time and we're going to hang out and it's going to be great. Tight. Yeah. I'm super, super stoked. That is sick. And Heather's going to check on my cat for me. Yeah. I get to watch and play with Rowdy and JB, you're going to be away this weekend too. So I get to play with your cat. Yeah. Too. I'm going to I lovely to- Williamsburg, colonial Williamsburg, Virginia. Are you going to see some smelting? Some, I think uh, some, so. Some, some, some butter churning, some old fashioned. What do you call it? Blacksmithing? Yeah. Going to see the this. smithy? Some sarsaparilla. I, I hope I see all of the old timey things. I'll probably get a tri-cornered hat. You'll see some you pewter, better. some pewter like oh dishes. yeah yeah i yeah. really like pewter those canadian i mean canadians colonials <laughs> wrong wrong sorry <laughs> it's getting late in the podcast and i've already had a it white is. claw and a beer yeah but yeah so well that's my sickest thing of the week in a good way is that Sound, cool sounds like we're having pretty good weeks yeah. yeah 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 all right well thanks for joining us this week 
You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you found us. That would be awesome. You know, if you liked what you heard. If you didn't, Spotify. Oh, that's right. Spotify. I forgot to add that to my list. Thanks, Heather. Welcome. Uh, you can also follow us on Twitter at That Sick Pod and on Instagram at That Sick Podcast. Visit our website at thatsickpodcast.com or shoot us an email at thats.sick.podcast at gmail.com. So until next week, don't disrespect your dead ancestors because that's, that's sick. sick.